0: Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's Word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message.
1: Getting to the word, we're looking at the category of uh, the works of the flesh known as offense. We've, we've already established that offense, the goal of offense, offense is anything that causes one to stumble or to make mistakes. Is that not so? And and we said, anyone can become an offense. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 7. Say, woe to him. He said, offenses must be in the world, but woe to the one through whom offenses will come. So offenses will come. Opportunity for offense will come. Why? Because when Adam sinned against God, creation fell. Creation fell. So that, that fall introduced imperfections to human dealings and human interactions. So it's part of human reality. But Jesus came to redeem man an upgraded man in spite of the imperfection to the perfection of God's love for him. Say amen. Amen. So even though we still deal with imperfection, we've been upgraded from the normal perfection to God's perfection in Christ. To come into Christ is to be upgraded into God's perfection. So I said that the target of offense is to attack our love life. Is that not true? We're creatures of love, God designed us to love. We're going to interact. It's a social aspect of human being. We must love each other. And deal with each other but because of the fall the love you and i have been raised with born into and dealt with all our life is natural love it's called phileo the natural human love like the one between the mother and, and the child that's the kind of love we, we've known the love it cares but there are two things about natural love it is selfish and can be offended what did i say what did i say again so if you are offended by anybody, you are not operating in the love of God. You are operating with what? Natural love. Natural love is selfish because natural love will put your interests above other people's interests. It puts how you feel above what other people are feeling. It puts your pursuit above other people's pursuit because it's natural love. It, takes, it puts you first. If it will benefit you, you get involved. If it not benefit you, you put your arm back. It's, it's called natural love. And not only is natural love uh, selfish, natural love is offendable. When you operate in natural love, you can be offended. You can get angry. And once you're operating with natural and somebody does something to you that you don't like, you will pull back. The selfishness will kick in. Because natural love only believes, I will only love you and continue to have anything to do with you when everything is okay. But if for any reason, you think get come out, me too, my love will have come out. Isn't that not so? That's natural love. And everybody born of a woman has been born into that kind of love. But the day you got born again, you were upgraded to another kind of love. Say amen. Yeah, Yeah. upgraded to a different reality altogether. And, And I started talking about the nature of Christ in the first service, because for you to understand how deadly the works of the flesh of offense is, you need to understand the nature of Christ, which you and I have received. And I said to them that... I define to them, I say nature simply means any particular quality that is peculiar to a person, thing, place, or animal or kind. So that's what the nature is. Simply put, a nature is an inbuilt characteristic. Is that not true? It's in the nature of an animal to be an animal. It's in the nature of a man to be a man. Is that not true? And we said there are two levels of nature we have spiritual nature and we have natural nature. Natural nature is acquired from our biology. That's why when you're born, there's a bit of look that comes from your father. Maybe you take his eyes or you take his look. If your father has big head, your head may be big. If he has small head, your head may be small. There's nothing wrong with big or small head. Are you the one that made his eyes? That's your problem? So if your father is very tall, you can be tall. If your mother is not too tall, you too will not be too tall. You will pick something. That's the way God um, causes creation to procreate and continue to survive. It's the way it creates creation to self-sustain itself. So there's natural nature. All right? Then there's also spiritual nature. Spiritual nature is the one we receive when we got born again. Before we got born again, we had Satan's nature because of Adam's transgression. And it's out of that natural, that that Satan's nature, that the love of man became corrupted with selfishness and offense. But now that we're born again, we now have a new nature. And that new nature is called Christ. Say amen. amen. Come on, say, I have a new nature. And I told them, if you see this expression in the Bible in Christ, it refers to your nature, your new nature. And I said this that nature means reality. Everybody say reality. Yes. Say nature, nature. Say the nature of a thing nature. detects nature. and defines its reality. Is that not true? The nature of an animal will make an animal behave like an animal. True of us. Huh? Yeah. Even no, no matter how you try to humanize an animal, an animal is what? An animal. I've seen some people, some crazy things on YouTube. People will try to domesticate domesticate pig. Mud is the natural habitat of a pig. They like to enter mud and they will sleep there. They'll ride their two legs up and do like this and sleep. Because mud is their natural habit. They love mud. I've seen people, they will go and bath the pig. Spray perfume, wear the pig clothes, put small shoes, put, if it's a female pig, put those you want to do for girls. What do you put Something like, a, you know that thing, put it on the head and try to make the pig look like. Then we say, meet my, my son. you will, waiting for a human being to come outside. You're say. Week, week, week. so what is that? I say, that's my son. So which one? It's a pig. It's a pig. A pig is a pig. Or a dog. There are some, they, they try to domestic domesticate, they'll be sleeping in the bed. They are walking on one corner of the bed. A dog will sleep. Then I saw one use a. What do you call this? Duve to cover him and dog. Dog in my bed. You are not no serious. You should be outside barking or shouting or scaring somebody. No matter how much you try to humanize a pee, a dog, a dog is a dog. Period. There's a reason why God made it that way. In the human nature, uh, talk of biological nature, there are two uh, uh, genders for man: a male and female. Period, if you like, introduce intellectual gender. now you sabi? Call yourself binary. now you sabi? Call yourself non-binary. Now you sabi? The nature of a thing will determine its reality. Did you hear what I said? Yes, there was this lady I read from uh, Benga, uh, the one we're bringing during a convention, that has this feminist view of life. She's very independent. I don't. She's the kind of I don't need a man. To complete me or make me feel okay. I am self, she was, she's very successful. She does business, so she makes money. She's very okay. I don't need a man to tell me who I am. I don't need a man to tell me what I do. I don't need a man to be. Have you had people like that? You, you, know, you know, those things, they are fooling themselves. The nature of a teen will determine the reality of it. This same woman, after all the success, wanted to go for a wedding one day and he didn't have anybody to follow. Her. You don't need a man now, so. And you're supposed to call with somebody so he now called one of his friends that they just talked he calls him besties say please can you come and accompany me to this wedding i need somebody to go with me he says, okay no problem he came carried him they went for the wedding so and when they were done she now said well, i i didn't call my car can you please drop me off in the house okay i said no problem now he got to the house of this lady oh yeah come down. He said, say no come down come down he said no come down he said, no. down. He, said, no. he, said no. he said why he said, my body is doing me one kind. He said, sorry, your body is doing what kind? He said, no, that you have to sleep with me. He said, God forbid, I won't sleep with you. It, it, it became a problem. He had to call police from Magodo in Lagos there. They had to come and separate Then, As the police came, they give them my eye. So run, well, yeah, run, 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 That's right huh? Be fooling yourself. The nature of a thing will determine its world reality. You see all this nonsense they call gay Lisbon. You are fooling yourself. A man is a man, a woman is a woman. A woman can never be, a, if you like, dressed like a man, wear trousers, wear suit, be walking like this. You are still a woman. If you are a man, I can't even imagine myself doing that nonsense. You are ridiculous, disgracing God and your family. If they're not born, you before they for their life. Eh? Would you be alive if they didn't give birth to you? Now you want to punish your father and your mother because you have subscribed to one madness. Say, no mommy, even though I'm a man, I am a woman trapped in a man's body, you are possessed. Simple as that. The nature of it, see, let me tell you something, there are certain executive decisions that we never decided for ourselves. For instance, the parents you were born, it was not your choice. It was God's choice. Your nature as a man or woman was decided by God before you were born. So you don't, and it's all part of Satan's invasion of human. But trying to tell people that they can rebel against what God has created them to be. That's the bigger picture behind what is going on. It's not an issue. Now, there's a landmark, landmark judgment that was made in the 70s in America. It's called Road versus Wade, where the federal government legalized abortion. Now they've gone back to court and fighting over that thing for years, and they've gone back to court and found that the federal government had no right to legislate social behavior. They don't have the right. Because if you will legislate abortion, that means you can legislate a man sleeping with his wife. Now, is it not so? So according to the law, you must sleep with your wife. So soon after, If you don't, may come and report your wife. They will jail her. Yeah, because you will control everything. So they found out that they have no right to do that in the first place, and they are about to overturn. There's someone in the Supreme Court now went and leaked the information out so that uh, there will be crisis and probably bullied the judges into not taking a decision that is very obvious. Whether they like it or not, it will happen. Church has been praying for it for a very long time. Because people have sued companies. Because that is, you will go and get pregnant for your, yourself. Then you want to put company to pay for your nonsense. Say, abortion is my right. It's not your right. Keeping yourself is your right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But, but all these are Satan's fighting man and try to, to mock the creation of God. So when we talk about the love, natural love, all these, all these things I mentioned are the imperfections of humanity. And the natural love is not adequate enough to handle it. That's why when, when you're born again, you've been upgraded to a superior love. It's called the love of God. That love is the new nature that you possess. There's something I told them in the first service. Write this down, if, you, if you're not in the first service. I said the nature of a thing determines three things. The nature of a thing determines its reality, and that reality determines three things. One, truth. Is that not true? Yes. Yeah, the reality of a thing. The, the reality of an animal poses the truth that an animal is an animal and that a dog can never be a human. That is the truth. Is it not true? Whether you go and debate it, or whether you argue with it, or whether you believe it or not, or a dog is a dog. A human is a human. That is the truth. Because the reality of a thing, which is its nature, will determine its truth. Then number two, the reality of a thing, which is also its nature, will determine the perception. Everybody say perception. Perception is how you think and how you function. That's perception. An animal will always think like an animal. An animal will always behave like what? An animal. Hello? Are you hearing me? Like I made a very humorous example. I said, can you imagine you get home one day, and you open the door, you now see your dog sitting in the, the couch, crossing legs like this, using your remote to be pressing your television. Can you even imagine that? It's not normal. It's not normal for that to happen. It's not possible. Or you go to your kitchen, you now see your dog cooking. For where? Which kitchen? It's not normal. You can't even imagine that because that reality is not there. It's not, it's not possible. It's not, it's not part of their reality. Dogs don't cook food. Also, the reality of a of nature also determines its experiences. And I said that Christ is our nature. Is that not true? So let me say, Christ is my nature. Yeah. So Christ is my nature. And, and because Christ is my nature, it defines my truth. It Defines my perception and it defines what my experiences that's what it is, and that's now we're not. I stopped in the uh, second survey. I said, The nature of Christ is the nature of love. Say, Amen. amen. I didn't hear you. Amen. I said, To be in Christ is to be in love. Say that with me. To be in Christ, to be in Bible says, If any man be in Christ, what is he? If any man be in Christ, what is he? It's a new creation. The word new creation means a new person. A new being. Please listen to me carefully. Because there are many people in church today who are having issues because they are not operating on the love of God. They are operating on natural human love. If you are a husband and wife and you're not operating towards yourself in the love of God, you're operating with human love, your relationship will be plagued. Plague. I use the word plague. Like plague in in Egypt. Your relationship will be plagued. Plagued with selfishness and offense. Plenty, plenty bad belle. Plenty bad belle, because you are trying to operate an institution using natural human love, and it's not going to work. Many of you would have thought that money is the most important thing in a marriage. How I mean, many of you have heard that before? Money is part of a marriage, but it's not the most important thing. Let me give you some natural example. Bill Gates and his wife separated after thirty years of marriage. Not separated, divorce. Sorry. Correction, divorce, not separate. So you'd have told me, was it because of money they divorced? Because according to their marriage arrangement, the wife has almost half of what he has. In fact, that's why he's not the richest man in the world anymore. Because the wealth has been split into two. So he's not the richest. I think he should be like fourth or fifth now. Amazon, the old man that owns Amazon, Jeff Bezos, is, is another extremely wealthy man. Before this young guy came in and took off, Elon Mox. Jeff also divorced because he was having an affair with his girlfriend. So when the thing came out, he divorced his wife. The wife took almost one, more than a quarter of his money. So he's no longer number one or number two. So let me ask you, okay, those of you that are coming for church, praying and fasting, and pursuing the way you're pursuing, thinking it's money that will complete you, I have I have bad news for you. It's not it. So you think well, if I just have money, Pastor, so you are talking about money. Oh, we can tell you of money. You are suffering from natural love. Pastor Leave that in. You do talk. Now money. If I get money, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I there's no way I will go, I won't go. Can I tell you you can't buy love with money? Hello? You can't. You cannot buy love with money. It's not possible. I don't care how rich you are. You can't buy a lady to like you or love you. It doesn't work. Some of you are doing it over time. You might not agree. Leave and make it go want to buy, only you, you are now starving. Your allowance that you should use for yourself, you use half of it to go to eatery. What kind of greedy, hungry woman? Leave her make it go if you don't want to make much. Rubbish is that. Spend half of your salary buying uh, eatery. And yet she say, I'm thinking about it. What are you thinking? There's nothing to think. That's a prophecy of your future. Because tomorrow she will do the same thing. She will not stop. Every quarrel you go and settle in E3. Can you sustain it? Eh? Every quarrel when you carry to e that's where she will not smile. <laughs> okay, I forgive you. Trouble, they wait for you. <laughs> the day without money, that problem will not be settled. I'm telling you the truth because that, that, that's why we have issues in church. You know why we have issues with one another in church? Because we are operating with natural love. Natural love is selfish. Is selfish and offendable. When we see each other through natural love, we fight. That's the truth. We fight. Natural love, because of the selfish nature of natural love, everybody wants to try to overtake each other. Do you understand what I mean? You know, we say, oh, we say, in this kingdom, overtaking is no, no, no. It's not in the kingdom of God. Though. That lie. You borrowed that nonsense from the world, not the kingdom of God. So, because of natural love, we don't get along. The Spirit of God can walk through us. We have too many bad belly. Because we're functioning. And when you're operating with natural love, you're selfish. Because your reality is defined by your nature. You're selfish. Natural love cannot handle the new life that you have in Christ. You can't. When you have natural love, you're self centered, you're always thinking about yourself. You don't have time to pray for anybody. Say, I pray for who? I don't pray for myself. Finish. That's how you think. Pray for who? me. Pray. <laughs> That's what Pastor said. Pray for a person. Nobody pray for walk person. You're talking as a natural man. Natural love. Remember, I told you there are three categories there is spiritual, there's natural, and there's carnal. When you're born again, you are no longer natural, you're spiritual. But a spiritual man can become carnal. A, 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 a carnal believer is a spiritual believer that is thinking like a natural man. And when you think like a natural man, your expectations are natural. And since the natural kind of love is controlled by selfishness and offense, there is no way you will love offense. There is no way you can love a woman naturally and she will not still be offended. You must still do something that is wrong. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Because yes, that's how natural love is. It's selfish. It cares all, but it cares and it's selfish at the same time. Even in the caring, selfishness is inside the middle. That's what natural love is. Natural love is give me, I give you. Eye for eye. You do me, I do you back. God knows. Who tell you? That's natural love. You get at each other, snack at each other, sneeze at each other. That's natural love. You're not operating by the love of God. But 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 let me tell you why Satan wants us to operate by natural love. Because he wants us to be offended. When we are offended, we don't walk in the love of God. And when we don't walk in the love of God, every, we introduce a crisis to our life. Remember what I said? When you go against your nature, what do you do? You introduce a crisis into your life. When you go against your nature, is your reality. Why is it your reality? It is your truth. It is your perception. And it is your experience. When you go against your reality, you introduce a crisis into your life. Can i ask you can i say this to you how many of you have seen a fish inside water before if you take that fish that swims effortlessly in water and you bring it and put it on top of a table what will happen to the fish it may not die instantly but you eventually die you will notice the, the fish number one is helpless is that not true because the element that was created to assist him is not there. So number one, it is what? Helpless. And once you are helpless, the next thing that happens is that you start to die. Because all the things that should function with you, all the things that are supposed to assist you to be what you are, is not there. So you are trying to survive in an environment that is not your own. You are outside your element. You are outside your realm. You are outside your zone. And, and, and if you notice, after a while, the fish keeps flipping. Flipping, there's no stability because it's not in an environment, there's no coordination, nothing. It, it just flips and flips and flips. After a while, if you don't put it inside water, it's only a matter of time, it will eventually die. That's what's happening to a relationship. That's why you're hearing divorce today. Divorce is the product of the investment of natural love, divine love doesn't produce result. it produces divorce. People divorce because they are operating their marriage with natural love. And natural love is selfish and offendable. Because you're not operating by the love of God. You're operating by natural love. That's what happens. And so Satan knows if, if, if this born-again people walk by the love of God, I've lost my grip over them. So the only way to do is to orchestrate and weaponize certain works of the flesh. So make sure it prevents you from walking in the love of God so you can stay in natural love mood. <laughs> write this down. So we said offenses, write it down. Offenses are antichrist reasoning. Everybody say antichrist reasoning. So offense is a, is a mindset. It's a way of thinking. Offenses are antichrist reasoning. When you are offended, there's a way you think. You're very vindictive, very vengeful, wicked. I go show you. I go show, you. And, and not only you're also selfish. You blame. You don't take responsibility for your action. You blame everybody. Pastor, it's not my fault now. Even not me, provoke me. That's how a selfish person talks. A selfish person will always blame somebody else. Not he will not take responsibility because natural love is selfish. So pastor, no man, no, he's not. Enter the verse. That's how they do. That's a selfish man talking. He's spiritual, but he's operating by natural love. Person and my wife now, I know they control him. They see much sometime when just so the girl, tell me, make a slap, shut up. That's natural love. That's not God's love. Natural love is what Satan designed to stop men from operating in the God kind of love, and we don't do that. Are you hearing me? So offenses are antichrist reasoning antichrist emotions or feeling and antichrist behavior. When you are offended there's a way you think, there's a way you feel and there's a way you act or behave and as I list those factors those attributes of offense I call them qualities or attributes of offense they are attributes of offense. The works of the flesh are the attributes of, the f- of offense there are about seven of them or eight of them but just as you have the attribute of you also have the attribute of God's love because we said that the nature of Christ is a nature of love. Is that not true? Is that not true? Tell anybody, say, Christ is love. Christ. All right, so when we got born again, we received the Christ nature, and that nature is love. Let's, let's take it further quickly. We said that love is the nature of Christ. Thus to, to be in Christ is to be in love. Glory be to God. And this love, is, another mushy, mushy, mushy. There's I love you in both natural and spiritual love, but the meaning and the power behind them are different. Did you hear what I said? Did you understand? When you say I love you from a natural point of view, is backed by two different realities. The love of God is backed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Natural love is backed by your manipulation. Did you hear what I mean? Yeah, it is. That's what you're doing over time to try to help the person. If it's spiritual love, forgive, let it go. Bam. Natural love, go to E3. You will cook. You will pay six months. You no go finish. But do you do? And, and when it wants to end, you will tell you say never finish your interest day. You keep doing, doing, doing. I, I, this you know, thing, forgive person Hey, you know, no say thing you do me to pay me to. That's natural love. It's not spiritual. Na- spiritual doesn't behave like that. Can't tie something in your mind because the Holy Ghost can't release, can't help you. If you want the power of God to walk in that situation, then you must operate from the love of God. That's why anytime you walk in hatred, you're going against your nature. Your nature is love. The Christ love. That's what you are. Stop. Then I made this statement. I said, stop specializing bad behavior. Stop it. Stop it. That that way you act that enthrones selfishness and offense in your life. Stop specializing it. You are rebelling against your nature, which is love. That's not who you are. That's what the devil wants you to believe you are. And because you keep saying it, you're believing it. So that's another verse. My temper short. Who, who made it short? Just, just, you're flip. Is he a switch? That's not who you are. That's what the devil wants you to believe. Pastor, no, no, no. When it's in the verse, my you is talk. No, no, no. You are, you, are, you are listening to a different script. That's not who you are. Something else is lying to you and you're buying it. You are, some of us have invented certain personal philosophies about ourselves. We've not agreed with the philosophy God has for us. We've invented our own philosophy of who we think we are. So when people come, we preach our gospel or philosophy to them. See, if you will love me, this is who I am. This is I am. You don't even look at your peculiarities and your personality through what Jesus said. You look at it from you because you are selfish. You are pretty natural love. You want certain particular kind of attention. That kind of attention doesn't glorify Jesus but you. It satisfies you and gives you what you want. puts you in the controlling seat not bring glory to god but glory to you because it gives you power and control that's natural love hallelujah we said the goal of the works of the flesh therefore through offense is to deceive the believer with the intent to prevent the believer from walking in love which is the christ nature offenses we said are antichrist reasoning feeling and acting when i use the word antichrist what do i mean very simple the word anti is the English word against. So when we say antichrist, it means against Christ or against the nature of Christ. Antichrist means against the nature or the character of Christ. When your behavior, your reasoning, your feeling, and your behaving does not portray the character of Christ, you are acting outside of character. You are not acting according to who you are. When we give, listen to this, offenses are against the nature of Christ. They are meant to make us behave out of character. Talk out of character. Feel out of character. reason out of character. That's what offenses are. And all it takes for them to grow is for you to feed them. Feed them with your attention. Feed them with your mind. Feed them with your feeling. When we give offense place, we prevent the nature of Christ in us from glorifying God through us when we give place to offense, we prevent the nature of Christ that we possess from glorifying God through us. Write this down if you can. Our power. Power is the ability to make a difference, to effect changes, to produce results. Are you paying attention to this? Our power, then advantage means your edge. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Hello? Our power, our advantage, our prosperity, and testimony are in Christ. Where are they? Where are they? Because Christ is our nature, Christ is our reality. So if you want to if you want to function the God way and win the God way and make it the God way, it has to be in Christ. It has to be what? 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 In Christ, very good. All right, so let's take it further. So, if I want to have a testimony, it has to be in Christ, okay, which is now our nature. We have become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. That's what we have. Thus, our reality is the nature of Christ. Now, the scripture revealed the reality of the nature of Christ that we now have. Second Timothy 1 7. Everybody go there. Second Timothy chapter 1. It breaks down the nature of Christ that you and I possess. And this is what should dominate you. So that when somebody tries to provoke you next time, instead of you to react in the flesh, remind yourself. Instead of specializing those your bad behavior, your bad tempers, all the bad behaviors like tempers, talking anyhow, running your mat without thinking, trying to raise your hand without thinking, you will remind yourself of your reality. Say, this is who I am. I am in Christ. And this is my nature. And I will not respond to any provocation that is outside my nature. Am I making any sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Walking in the love of God simply means keeping my reasoning, keeping my emotion and my action within the love of God. If it's not in God's love, if it does not project my nature, I reject that reality. I will not take it. And and because the love of God is not selfish, if you are a very selfish-minded person, you will struggle first. Because selfishness likes to always have its way. Selfishness is it's, that's, it's, it's the core of the flesh. It likes to have its way. It likes to have its view, its opinion. It likes to be seen. It likes to be out there. But the love of God does not seek itself. It pulls back. Hallelujah. So, 2 Timothy 1.7, are you there? Yes, sir. This is the breakdown of the nature of Christ. You are now possessing Christ. And this should become your mentality. It should be what you influence the way you think and the way you reason at all time second timothy 1:7. what does it say for god had not given us the spirit of fear this is what satan gave humanity well what came upon humanity because of adam's transgression. everybody said the spirit of, spirit of fear you know what the word fear is it has a different translation from fear in the other places in the bible the word fear there it's from the english word cowardice Somebody who is a coward a coward is someone who lacks courage in supplement, say, not get mind, not get mind. They fear where we That's a very vernacular way of putting it. When you are bold, say, get mind. Man, get mind. The woman, get mind. You get mind. You get mind. When, when sin came, man lost courage before God. How do I know? When God showed up, they started running away. And they started looking for other things to try to cover up. And when God asked them questions, question, they were lying. And just to tell you how bad it was, Adam even denied his wife. Adam, where are you? Uh, I heard your voice. I was afraid, so I hide, because I realized I was naked. Who told you you were naked? Did you eat what I asked you not to eat? Actually, on that point, particularly speaking, it was the woman you gave me, the woman. He didn't say, my wife, the woman you gave me, oh, that woman. As if you if didn't give me this woman, we will not be in this situation now. Eh? That woman you gave me, gave me to eat, and I ate. As if he doesn't have a will. Woman, what did you do? Ah, this happened. That's the manifestation of the natural love. That's what came. It reconfigured the way Adam dealt with his wife. It changed them. They became selfish, self-preservation, protecting each other's interests at the risk of the other person. That's how natural love behaves. All right? So let's look at what we now possess in Christ. Hallelujah. Are you there? Glory, glory, glory. He said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power. Everybody say power. Love and a sound mind. Do you know those three things the Bible mentioned? They are one thing. Do you know the mean one? The three things that I mentioned just simply tells you the different manifestations of that one thing. Love is power. Love is also a sound mind. When you operate in the love of God, you are operating from a sound mind. But if you operate outside the love of God, you are operating from a weak mind. A weak mind that has been weakened by selfishness and offense. That's, what it, that's not what a weak mind is. But when you operate in the love of God, you operate from a sound mind. A mind that is carrying the intelligence of the Spirit. intelligence to the point that you you are intelligent more than Satan and intelligent more than offense and you don't you don't fall for the narrative of offense that's a sound mind everybody say sound mind that's what a sound mind a sound mind knows how to avoid offense a sound mind is a prayerful mind a sound mind is a word controlled mind everybody say word controlled a sound mind is a Holy Spirit led mind that's a sound you are sound because God the nature of God is what makes it a sound mind. Say amen. So what is the nature of love or the nature of Christ? Is the nature of power, which is love. So the nature of Christ is the nature of power, is the nature of love, and is the nature of a sound mind. When you are in Christ, these realities are now your reality. Say with me, say, I have the spirit of power. Or say, I have a nature of power. I have a nature of love. And I have a nature of a sound mind. Say that's what i have because that's what god gave me because some of the things you claim you are god didn't give you you gave yourself you you decided to accept it because you've been experiencing it and you've seen it happen to other people and you cannot believe that it's normal and natural and human for you to have the same experience that you now owned it and now decide to call it as your own And every time you adopt anything that is not part of your nature, you will introduce a crisis to your life. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? It is normal for you to be joyful because it is your reality, but it is abnormal for you to be worried. Did you hear me? Why is it abnormal? It's against your nature. Do you understand what I mean, my dad? It's abnormal for you to worry because God did not create you to worry. His nature doesn't worry. So if you are a possessor of His nature, you shouldn't worry. That's why I say casting. I was telling my wife, when the Bible says casting all your cares upon him, God is not trying just to just give you nice words. He's telling you the reality of your nature. Because you are not in me, you are not supposed to worry. You are not supposed to carry concerns and care. Give them to me. Everybody look at me. I call the moment of truth. Look, at, Everybody put your eyes on me. Is everybody looking at me? Everybody look at me. let yes Look at me. Put your eye on me. (laughs) Truth moment. Always believe what God has said about you. What did I say? Let me rewind it. What did I say? Say it one more time. Now, this is another truth moment. Listen, put your eyes on me. Stop believing what you and your experiences say about you. Did you hear what I said? Stop it. You are endorsing a behavior that is against your nature. And if you keep doing that, you're going to wreck your relationship and your life because you will create a crisis into your life. See, God created us to be simple. The complexities of man is man's problem. We are the one making our life complex because we are trying to agree with a reality that has nothing to do with our own. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because that's not your nature. Your nature is a nature of power, love, and what? A sound mind. Somebody shout, I have a sound mind. What makes your mind sound? Your new nature, which is Christ. Say amen. So we said the nature of Christ is the nature of power. The nature of Christ is the nature of love. Say amen. amen. The nature of Christ is the nature of what? Yeah. Hey, sound mind. Everybody say, sound mind. Yeah. Shout and say, sound mind. Yeah. Let me show you um, some couple of scripture, and I'll round up. My time is almost up. Just to confirm that, write this down. First Corinthians 1 verse 24. To tell you that the, the nature of Christ is a nature of power. First Corinthians 1 24 says, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God. So Christ is the power of God. So if you are in Christ, you are in the power of God. Come on, say that. Say, I'm in the power of God. You see, some of you, you don't think like that, but you need to think like that because that's what you are. You are in the presence of power. Hush. How can you be in the presence of power and you claim to have power shortage or power failure? It's not possible now. He says, for Christ is the power of God. Somebody say, Christ the power of God. Christ, Christ the power of God. So, who is the power of God? Answer me now. If you are in Christ, what are you in? If you are in Christ, you are in the power of God, and you are also in the way. So, you shouldn't be stupid. You should be wise. All right, number two, second scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. Not only is the Christ's nature power, the Christ's nature is also a sound mind. And the sound mind is actually the mind of Christ. Because the mind of Christ is a sound mind. And you and I have it. You don't know. You always pray for what you already have because you don't know. When you know, you stop praying and you start believing. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. What did he say? For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But Paul said, but we have we have the word have means we own we possess what the mind of christ so paul said in uh philippians to be saying let this mind of christ that you have let it dominate you let it influence the way you think you are a sound-minded person because your nature commands it your nature has it you are not a fool did you hear what i said you're smart and finally, number three, the nature of love. Romans five five. Everybody, Romans chapter five and verse number five. Media, ah, you guys are very fast today. Thank God. Romans chapter five verse five. He says, "Hope make it not ashamed, because the love, oh, somebody say the love, the love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us." Say, I have the love of God. Who shed it in your heart? Who shed it in your heart? The word shed means to pour. Who poured it in your heart? So you're born into a new kind of nature. It's a love nature. Say, I have a love nature. So let me begin to say this as I round up. The nature of Christ, are you with me? Is the spirit of power, which is also the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Hallelujah. <laughs> Why, why is it the same thing, but different expression? Because the Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Are you hearing me? So wh- when you do not pray by the love of God, that means you don't know God. Because the love of God cannot be offended. The love of God is not selfish. Next Sunday, we're going to look at the attributes of the love of God which I thought I was going to cover, but obviously I can't. When you look at the attributes of of God's love that is listed in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, you will know that the love of God is superior love. It's, It's the love that is so rich and so deep. It has the capacity to love over 7 billion people and still treat each and every one of them special as if they are the only one in the world. That's how powerful and rich God loves is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the love way of life that you are now being born to live by. The love that is unselfish and the love that cannot be offended. It doesn't mean offense will not come, but when offense comes, there is a love way to dealing with offense that subdues it. Paul calls it overcoming evil with what? With good. That's why I say when somebody calls you, don't say I return it to you sevenfold. There's no need. The only one authorized to curse your enemy is God. Because if you understand the mystery of the blessing, Jesus said, bless those that curse you. Many of you thought it was weakness. Because of your selfishness and selfish operation of the love of natural love, you think, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, you give me, I give you seven times. Uh-uh. You cannot be more fiercer than God. Are you hearing me? God is a smart executor of judgment than yourself. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When he says bless, why did he say bless? Because he already gave us wisdom in the word that you can never curse what is blessed. It's in the character and the nature of a blessed man to be uncausable. The only reason a, cursed, a blessed man can be cursed is if he allows himself to be cursed by cursing himself. Do you understand that? When they wanted to cause the children of Israel, and this guy went and hired a prophet, as he saw them in the spirit, shouted, he shouted. God gave a picture of a blessed man like a lion sitting down, causing around among his cubs. He said, I see Israel like a lion sitting down with his cubs around. He said, I cannot cause what has been blessed. In the spirit, you are not permitted to curse anybody that is blessed. Because it's in the character of the blesser to cause for you, anyone who wants to curse you. He said, I will bless them that bless you and I will curse. So if anybody wants to die quickly, let him curse you. Did you hear what I said? Let him do what? Make it, let him curse you. That means he wants to curse his life short. Because when he tries to curse, he's trying to tell God that God is a liar. Now who you get trouble with? Oh, it's not me it's him, not me. Rise up on your feet, hallelujah. Glory to God. Next Sunday, we're going to be looking at the attributes of the love of God. Please meditate on this word. Listen to today's message, both first service and second message, so you can get the word down into your heart. Can you open your mouth and just begin to talk to God? Hallelujah. If God has ministered to you, open your mind and bless him, give him praise, bless your holy name. Thank you for the liberation of your word. Thank you
0: for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.